providing you with health information and guests to elevate your health and life and help make your life better in 30 minutes or less. This is the Frontline Health Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Frontline Health by CenturionLabs.com. In today's episode, we're picking up where we left off from a previous episode on ADHD. We'll explore the often used comparison between ADHD medications and eyeglasses or crutches and whether these analogies are true. These analogies are often used by the American Academy of Pediatrics as well as the world-renowned Cleveland Clinic who says on their website, and I quote, For many people, putting on eyeglasses helps them focus their eyes. In the same way, ADHD medication helps people with ADHD focus their thoughts, unquote. The question then becomes, is this statement true, and is it truly a good comparison? As we mentioned in our earlier episode of Frontline Health, ADHD is the most commonly diagnosed neurodevelopmental disorder in childhood, and it's increasingly affecting adults as well. These diagnoses grew even more during the COVID lockdown, as many of us were put in situations with very little structure and more distractions when our kids tried to do school or we tried to do our work from home which I believe raises questions about the legitimacy and accuracy of this surge in diagnoses, especially when you consider that in 1980, only 3% of the population was actually diagnosed with ADHD, while in 2014, over 20% of 12-year-old boys were diagnosed with ADHD. And another more recent study in 2020 showed that over 20% of kids and young adults aged 5 to 20 were diagnosed with ADHD. And of those kids, over 80% were treated with some form of a stimulant medication. This is where the question for today comes into play. Do ADHD stimulant medications act like eyeglasses and enhance focus similar to how eyeglasses improve vision? Hundreds of studies published in well-recognized mainstream academic journals tell a little different story than the one told by the Cleveland Clinic's website and the American Academy of Pediatrics. Stimulant medications are nothing like eyeglasses. And here are just a few of the reasons why it's not just a bad analogy, but it could be harmful because it gives individuals a false sense of safety and comfort. First, stimulant medications can be used by individuals who don't have ADHD to enhance their cognitive performance, meaning that no matter who takes a stimulant medication, it will enhance their cognitive performance. Whereas if you were to have perfect vision or no sight deficit, to use the same terms, your eyesight would worsen and become strained if you put on a pair of glasses. Second, if you're prescribed eyeglasses, there is never a time that you don't need to use them. Meaning, if you need glasses to read, there's never a time that you don't need to wear glasses to read. 
This is not the case with stimulant medications. ADHD medications are rarely needed when schools are closed or when a project ends or a vacation begins. This simple, real-life fact is even acknowledged, to some extent, in the official Ritalin package insert, which states that during the course of treatment for ADHD, the doctor may tell you to stop taking Ritalin for certain periods of time for example, every weekend or school vacations, to see if it's still necessary to take it. Incidentally, these so-called treatment breaks, according to the insert, also help prevent a slowdown in growth that sometimes occurs when children take this medication for a long time, which is a huge concern in and of itself. Third, it's interesting to note that eyeglasses or walking crutches are not regulated by the Drug Enforcement Agency, or the DEA, and are not addictive or psychotropic drugs. Glasses and crutches are not known to cause serious physiological and emotional adverse reactions. If stimulant drugs for ADHD are as safe as experts say, like taking a Tylenol or aspirin, why do we insist that they be prescribed by physicians, get monitored by the DEA, and classify them as some of the most dangerous drugs in society? These are the same drugs, I remind you, that we get speed and meth from, which is a far cry from a pair of glasses. If regular use of stimulant medications is so safe, why not place them on pharmacy shelves next to the non-prescription pain relievers, allergy meds, and energy bars? Wouldn't it also make sense that if, if these medications helped those who've not been diagnosed with ADHD, that we allow them to take these medications to help improve their focus, work output, and grades just as much as those with ADHD? especially if it's as safe as wearing a pair of glasses. Finally, ADHD medications are not much different from other psychoactive drugs that cross the blood-brain barrier. We know with illicit drugs that over time the euphoric effects of the drugs wear off, and you need more of that same drug in order to produce the same effects, causing the dependency and addictions that are often associated with them. ADHD meds create great effects initially, and then your body and brain adjust to this new stimulant after using it for some time, and you see a reduction in the desired effects and an increase in the unwanted side effects. This happens because the brain recognizes the stimulants as neurotoxins, and it tries to overcome the introduction of these neurotoxins by bringing us back to homo homeostasis, which some believe might cause a biochemical imbalance in the brain. As you've heard, there is a lot to unpack and learn in the area of ADHD, and I hope that our time today at least causes you to pause and think twice about what we and our families take as medications, whether for ADHD or not. If you'd like to take a deeper dive into the specific issue of ADHD and some of its controversies, I recommend picking up and reading the book, titled ADHD is not an illness and Ritalin is not a cure, a comprehensive rebuttal of the alleged scientific consensus by Yaakov Ophir, which is where a lot of the material for this podcast actually came from. It is a highly documented source of studies and literature that could be a valuable tool for you as you make a decision about your and your family's health regarding ADHD. 
It will also give you the other perspective that you won't necessarily get from your doctor. As always, you can also go to centurionlabs.com or subscribe to the Frontline Health Podcast to learn more about ADHD and other health-related issues. That's all for today's episode of Frontline Health by centurionlabs.com. Thanks for tuning in and remember to go out today and take ownership of your health because no one cares more about your health than you. Until next time, take care and stay healthy. Thanks for joining us for this edition of the Frontline Health Podcast by Centurion, where our desire is to elevate your health and life. If you found benefit from this episode or know someone who could, please pass it along. We'd love to hear any feedback or questions you may have by emailing us at admin at centurionlabs.com. Until next time, remember, you are your best health advocate. So go take ownership of your health today.